Welcome. It's great to have you all here. You know, today I was trying to submit a form on the internet, and before I could click submit, it made me prove that I was human by clicking on pictures of bridges. And it got me thinking, you know, if uh, you know a, a computer can't tell what's a stop sign or stoplight, maybe the self-driving car idea isn't such a great idea after all. <laughs> it's, uh, there is something kind of ironic about a computer asking if you're a robot, but you know that's kind of how it goes. Well, it's time to turn it over to someone who could tell you a thing or two about robots. It's Dr. John with the Technology Spotlight. I'm going to talk about something really big, and it's getting even bigger. I'm talking about the little robot you might have heard of called ACD2. Remember this guy? He connects to a cellus and works in the STEM courses. Amazing stuff, right? And he's pretty big. Well, he's pretty big compared to this guy, right? <laughs> it's like, don't step on me. <laughs> but this is a little 3D printed ACD2 that I made. I actually spent an afternoon and put in the whole shape of the robot and then I ran it through my printer and it took about an hour to print him right out. And so now I've got a little teeny one. He's almost exactly one-third the size of the original. But I was thinking after going through all the effort of making this little guy, what if we made one even bigger? And so here is the giant ACD2. What did I tell you? ACD2 is getting bigger and bigger. This thing is three times as big as the original ACD2. And he can do some pretty amazing stuff. Now, I want to stop and talk about the insides of ACD2 for a minute. Because what I did was took an ACD2 apart and pulled out the little computer and everything and put it in my big robot. So I can use the cells and everything to do the same kind of moves. But inside of ACD2, in his feet, and then up here in his head, he's got little servo motors, like this one right here. And if you look carefully, you can see that there's a little motor in there, and there is a little computer. And what this servo does is gets a signal over the wire of where the motor's supposed to be turned, and then the computer turns the motor to the right position and holds it there. And that's how ACD2 can do those moves. And so there's three wires here. Two wires are the power, the power and ground, and then the other wire is the signal. Well, I needed to replace the little servos in the normal ACD2 with something bigger because this guy needs, he's, he's pretty heavy, he needs some strong muscle. And so the question is, how much bigger does the servo need to be? You might think maybe three times as big because, you know, he's three times as big. But if you remember math, we got to think about volume here. He's three times as tall, one, two, three. He's three times as wide, one, two, three. And he's three times as deep, one, two, three. So that means it's going to take more than just three times. In fact, it's going to be three cubed, 27 times as strong to have the same strength compared to its size. And I found some servos that are 25 times as strong, so we're about there. If I wanted to go even bigger, I would need really strong servos or I would need a lighter material. Then maybe the motors wouldn't have to be quite as strong. 
but pretty amazing. Let's pop them open and see what's inside. Here we go. Now, in order for those big servos to work, I needed more power. And so I used these D batteries. In fact, I needed a higher voltage because the normal little battery in an ACD2 is about, I think it's 3.7, and I needed about six volts. So in order to turn the power to the servos on and off with a little switch on the back, I had to figure out some way to make the power for those servos turn off and the power for the computer turn off at the same time. And I used something called a relay. Those kids that take STEM 3 will learn about relays. If you look at this relay really carefully, you can see there's a magnetic coil and then there's a switch right here. And what happens is the electromagnet gets turned on, turns into a magnet, and it pulls the switch over and turns it on. So we're using the 3.7 volts from the ACD2 to turn on and off this switch. So it's turning on and off the power to the servos. Pretty cool. So now he's ready to roll. And you can see the, the little smile and everything. So let's close him up. Here we go. Let's try him out. Okay. Is he, is he working? Hey, hey, there we go. Now, ACD2, wave to the kids. Oh, <laughs> he actually almost stepped on somebody. Be careful, you're big. Gotta be careful. All right, let's show off some dance moves. All right. He's got the moves. So you can see he's pretty agile, isn't he? Got quite a bit of power. It's pretty neat uh, that we can use the exact same computer and do all the same stuff. Wouldn't it be cool to run your dance moves on this robot? Because the same Acellus interface would allow us to do that. So you can see ACD2 is a big thing and it's getting even bigger. Who knows how big my next ACD2 will be. And that's all the tech we have the time for. Now it's time for Breakthrough Moments in Science with Tobias. Well, I was, I was pretty excited tonight about the cool stuff I'm going to talk about, and then I saw John's. And um, I, no, it is really cool what, what John can do, all the cool tech stuff he's got. He can just print what, he probably doesn't even go shopping now. He probably just, oh, you need a shoe? Shh. Oh, you need a pencil? Shh. Happiness? Shh. Okay. <laughs> but um, today, I'm going to talk about rainbows. Hey. <laughs> no, um, so we're going to look at one that I have here on a paper that I printed. Okay. <clears throat> but looking at these colors, you know, these colors, this is the spectrum of visible light for our eyes. So anything that you see pretty much in your entire day follows these colors. And you know, I think we just need to stop and take that in for a second. Has your day been black and white? Have you just been walking around just kind of, mm, it's happening? Or do you walk around and you're like, trees are green, red roses too. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't know what that was, ask your parents, okay? <laughs> and if they didn't know, ask your grandparents, okay? And if they said it was strange, we're gonna move on, okay? <laughs> But really, uh, the rainbow, and, and we need to stop and back up because what is the rainbow really? Okay, now it's not some leprechaun dude with a gold pot at the end of that rainbow. In fact, we've learned it's a prism at the end of the rainbow from Isaac Newton. 
who took light from the sun, this white light, and theorized that within that light were all of the colors, this whole spectrum on this paper, and even proved it by splitting it with the prism, and eventually would do another experiment where he would bring it back together with a second prism. And that is an incredible discovery. And tonight we're going to talk about how that discovery would come back, not to haunt us, but come back to help lift us to an even higher discovery. So we're talking about elements, these, these things, these atoms that make up everything we know. And something that we learned very, very early on um, in, in chemistry studying, they called alchemy and other things at the time, was that different elements, these different atoms, well, they didn't call that at the time, but they burned with different colors. So if you burned them, if you could get them to light on fire, they would make different colors. So look at this, this video here. These are different elements or combinations of elements, and look at those different colored flames. And this is, this is how fireworks work. They, they use different elements to create the different colors. It's you know, all based on the science and the chemistry behind it. So at this time, we were trying to figure out, okay, how many elements are there? And this technique of being able to see what light they gave off, what color, was pretty useful. And it was actually something that they used quite a bit to try to determine what different elements were and to explore them. Well, they started to run into new problems and challenges as they began to find more because as you see in this video, they would, okay, we're gonna light this element. We're gonna see what, what light it gives off. Oh, and this element too. And let's do a third one. And pretty soon, it gets pretty hard to tell, okay, which is which. Uh, turquoise, light blue, and it got harder to be able to use this process to be able to identify elements because they were finding some that were pretty closely related in the color. And yet they were so different, each very unique. So this is when we get to our scientist in this breakthrough, and his name is Robert Bunsen. And yes, this is the Bunsen burner Bunsen. Um, he, he did invent the Bunsen burner, which is a different breakthrough, but this was involved in tonight's breakthrough in that he used this to make a very pure flame, and he would use that to light his samples, or sometimes he would have the actual gas of the sample, or he would put the sample into the flame. But he would use that, and he would study the color and the flame and other properties. Well, he ran into this problem of similar colors, and he got with his German scientist buddy. They were both German scientists. We've got Robert Bunsen and Gustav Kirchhoff, and they are science buds. That's a science bud photo right there. <laughs> <laughs> but he was telling his friend about this challenge, and his friend was in a different field, and he was studying this Newton stuff, this whole thing with the prism where you could take sunlight and split it into all the colors and see each of the colors individually. And that was an incredible thing to be able to do. And he was researching different characteristics of that and what could I find, what could I discover about things with this? And as his friend Bunsen started explaining to him this thing about the different elements and the light they give off, he had an idea. What if we take a prism and we put it in a box, put two holes in, and we have two telescopes, one on this side and one on this side. And what we'll do is we'll have one telescope run from your Bunsen burner pointed right at the prism, and then that light will go through the prism and hit the other telescope, and we'll look in that one. And that's the contraption that they set up, and they, they it's called it a spectroscope. 
And this one doesn't have the box around it, so you can see it. But this setup has the flame, two telescopes, and a prism. And they set this up, they lit the, the Bunsen burner, and when they looked through that viewfinder, they were shocked at what they saw because they didn't see this rainbow like on this paper. It was very, very different. It was little intricate lines. Like the whole rainbow was gone, except there was a line here, there was a line here, here, a few lines. And it was very specific. So they tried another kind of element, and it was a different set of very specific lines. And they discovered as they experimented with this, that every single element gave off a specific collection of that spectrum. And as they started to realize this, they realized, wait, this could be a form of identification. It's like a fingerprint for every single element. You just look at it through here, the light that it's getting off, giving off, the colors or the wavelength that it's giving off, and use that to determine what the element is. And they even took it a step further and they actually started to try to find new ones. And they called it, it was a, a really a new research area, a new area of science and chemistry, spectrum analysis. And so you'd see like these little collections of the spectrum, depending on what element you were looking at. And the two of them would actually discover two elements. Um, let's see if I remember that radium and cesium. Cesium, cesium, okay. <laughs> And right after that, three other scientists would discover new elements using this method. And all of a sudden, it was like this reliable way, it was almost like a barcode, obviously they didn't call it that at the time, but a way to be able to verify what it was you're looking at, or maybe it was something new. In fact, speaking of something new, uh, his friend Kirchhoff turned this equipment toward the sun with protective stuff, have to put that in. You don't look at the sun with a telescope unless there's protection, but he looked at the sun and they actually discovered, they would eventually discover something new called helium. And we would find that it was here on Earth from looking up at the sun and looking at that spectrum. They would even take it further and look at stars. And using this same method, we were able to determine different elements that make up the universe. And they took it well and far beyond just what elements, but even temperatures and so forth. So. Pretty incredible stuff, and it's things that we can use and apply every day. I mean, if, you, if you're at a star party, you think of those meteors that go by, you realize that the color of the meteor can give you a very strong clue of what kind of element was in that meteor. Like, you can be there and actually know what, what that meteor was. And I'm not saying like, whoa, did you see that color? That was a sassy one right there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like, whoa, did you see that? I think that was magnesium. Most people are probably smarty, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's cool, okay? <clears throat> so, I mean, when you walk through this world, you can just walk through it, or you can just look around and remember, we live in a what a wonderful world. Okay, no, <laughs> thank you. All right, and now introducing Roger Billings.
Thank you. One of my favorites. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Your people are amazing. Yeah, I need one of those shirts. Well, um, I need one of those giant robots. Yeah, some of the kids think that, that they was need pretty one fun. Of those. They want to know if you're going to sell those. Oh yeah, we should sell those right away. <laughs> and remember. We still have in the design stage a full size one, a great big one for the big dance off contest. So, and this this proves it can be done, huh? So you have two, so they can compete, so they can dance together. Do you want two? Uh huh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? One of the students wrote me and says, "What Peugeot wants, <laughs> Peugeot gets." <laughs> so gets I have to only get. want good things. You know. Have you ever seen a beautiful painting before? Mm -hmm. I'd like to show you one tonight. It's a really beautiful painting. Do you like it? Mm -hmm. This is a beautiful painting at that moment in time right before it was painted. Oh. It's going to be pretty nice, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you can find out how that's going to be really relevant tonight. Okay. Wouldn't it be amazing if you got to see it painted right before your eyes? I'd love that. Yeah, there you go. So, <clears throat> I'm afraid they're going to find out why I went into science instead of art. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's... Sometimes a good way to paint is with shapes. Mm -hmm. This is not a square. <laughs> now, I'm going to use the copy function to duplicate that shape over here. How'd I do? That's pretty good. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. And now guess what we got? <laughs> now it's got a personality. Eyes. Yeah, it's got Those eyes. Um, wouldn't it be amazing if it had a nose? Uh -huh. <laughs> you think I could do better than the nose? And now what we need is a happy face. <laughs> happy face. Okay. Could I look at your happy face just for a minute? Good. <laughs> Happy face. Whoa, did I look like that? Yeah, pretty much. How did I do that? Um, <laughs> I frowned? If she had given me just a little bit more encouragement, well, then I would have been able to do something a whole lot better. Oh, the, the, the little pupils are back. Oh, and it's spooky. What? <laughs> it's, it's eyeing me. Well, I don't think it would ever eye you. No? Would it? Oh, it is. It's, they move. <laughs> you know what's really funny? If you had just smiled, then it would have smiled. I did smile. Okay. Ah! <laughs> anyway. That's terrible. Okay, so, so here's the point. I inspired Here's that? the point. Sometimes a beautiful picture... Wow starts out as no picture at all. And then you just add one little line at a time until it turns into something beautiful like this. Right. Yeah, it's pretty uh -huh. really nice. And That's guess what? What? That is where we are right now with neighbors. 
You remember Neighbors? Oh, I do. Neighbors is our new community where people can go to meet. It's the talk of the visit, town right now. Things. It's the talk of the town. <laughs> well, uh, it's going to be out by April. Okay. Only, <laughs> we're going to kind of do the beta test. What that means is we're going to test it while it's still just a blank sheet of paper. Can you imagine going to a website when you get there, it's just blank? I can. Well, that's how this one started. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give you a sneak peek at Neighbors. So I'm bringing up my computer. Oh, look at that. And you see, there it is, Neighbors. Mm -hmm. And it's got three buttons to, to hook up here. Students, parent, and teacher. I, I'm feeling a lot like a teacher. So I'm going to go ahead and... You know, to get into Neighbors, you either have to have a parent account, a teacher account, or a student account. And look, we're in. Can you see that? And maybe I can zoom on this just a bit, and you can read here at the top where it says, Acellus Neighbors, the Roger Billings Mentorship Community. That is so awesome. So everybody that's in this mentoring program is going to get to try this out. Now, I'd tell you how to get on to it, but I'm afraid some of you go do it right now. <laughs> you know them so well. <laughs> and so how you do it is... <laughs> really? On your computer, oh, you, you go to... Now, remember, it's not done yet. So it's not going to be done until April. <laughs> this is just, you know, work with us. But you go to neighbors.acellus.com. You told them. That come out? I was They're talking out loud, wasn't it? Okay, the audience is gone. <laughs> okay, cut, cut, cut. Acellus dot, oh, no, excuse me, neighbors dot, period, acellus dot com, and that will get you to the site. Now, when we get ready to officially launch it, we'll make it easier to find, but it'll be interesting to see if any of you can find it. Now, I'm going to give you an assignment. There are some things here to see already. And you'd be a little bit surprised as you get into the site uh, how you have to go exploring to find the stuff. Mm -hmm. But there is some neat stuff. And one of the things you want to do right away is you want to meet your neighbor. Me? One of the first neighbors in the neighborhood is... Peje Monet. So you're going to want to go in and find her and give her a little shout out, connect, and, and me too. Yeah, and I, others. I okay. <laughs> but I, I want to tell you a little bit about this. This site is uh, engineered for a purpose of creating a neighborhood for us. Now, I need to talk first of all in case there's any parents listening. Okay. Uh, the parents of of Sella students are the most wonderful parents in the world, and they really care about their students, and they want their students to be able to go out in the neighborhood and enjoy themselves and have wonderful interaction, la, 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 la. Well, like Peje Monet says, the Acellus Neighbors is a... Gated. Gated community. Yep. In other words, there's a gate here. It's not open to just everybody in the public. You have to have an Acellus 
student ID or you have to have a parent-teacher account to get into here, okay? And that's kind of nice because that means there's a little bit more freedom to say and do and be who you want to be. At the same time, uh, we need to, to point out, especially to the parents, that though we're doing everything we can to make this be a gated community where there is some protection for us, we got to realize that the internet is a pretty dangerous place. And while I'm doing a lot of things to secure the internet and to secure this site, we have to realize that the internet is the internet and so we need to kind of keep an eye on things. One of the things that we have built into this, and it's already functional, mm -hmm. is that parents of Acela students can let their students sign up and be on, in, in the neighbor's program, but you can also go keep an eye on them. And you'll find that there's a feature in here so you can go into the account of your students and make sure that everything's going well with them. And that's a real, real important feature that I wish more people on the internet would do because it'd be a safer, better place to live if, if we could. So uh, I hope parents will take some time and go look at this. But probably one of the most requested things that I heard as I started getting all these comments when we talked about this a few months ago was that you want to be able to explore, you want to be able to meet people, you want to be able to share ideas, etc. Now, we've made that possible. And as the neighborhood program gets fully developed with the design we have, when students come in, it will automatically put you in a bunch of communities, and some of the communities will be the classes you're taking. So if you're taking Algebra 1, you'll be able to be in a group with all the people taking Algebra 1, so you can shout out, say hello, interact. You know, communicating, writing, practicing your writing skills and your interaction skills is a very good thing. And that's, that's going to be fine. But there are some rules. This is my mentorship community, and so I have some rules. My number one objective is for every student to be able to master the power that comes from learning. And so this site is not the place to share answers. Mm -hmm. If you give an answer to another student, then you're stealing from that student the opportunity of being able to work the problems themselves. We don't do that. You can talk about how to do math and all that kind of stuff, but everybody gets to do original work. And if you do that, you're going to find that your account will be put on hold. Okay, of course, hopefully the parents will notice that and put their arm around and say, now look, okay? Is that <laughs> okay. good? Okay. It's also an opportunity for parents to connect with each other because parents are, are playing an increasingly important role in, in students' education. And it's wonderful that they can share ideas with each other. You know, this is what we do, this is what we try, so forth. And so we've set it up here so that one of the things you can do is you can set up where you live and you can find people close to you. Or if you'd rather, you can find people on the opposite side of the world of you. In Encellus, we have students from all over the world. 
and I hope you'll have a lot of fun getting to know them. So we're going to put a lot of learning tools and things on here, a lot of interesting things, but this is a, a unique site. Uh, the internet is basically everything. It's got good, it's got bad, it's got ugly, it's got filthy, and everything in between. A cellus, neighbors, is a place that I want to be uplifting and positive and wonderful. So that's why we got a fence around it, because we want to kind of make this be a haven where we can kind of hang out and enjoy things. There are some videos in here, and they're videos that a member of our community has identified as being good and uplifting and wholesome and appropriate for the members of this wonderful community. And you will have the ability to add more videos as you find something. Uh, we have one group for cats. <laughs> uh, excuse me, bunnies. So, they're both furry, you know. It's <laughs> so confusing. A bunny or a cat. Yeah, but anyway, both have ears. <laughs> um, I wonder if we could find the, uh, the bunny page. That'd be kind of fun. That would be. Um, if I had a navigator here, where are the bunnies? So if I could look for the bunnies, I'd go up here in the search page. And it'd be real interesting so I could find it. Bonnie, spell it. Bonnie, mm -hmm. my Bonnie. Okay, here's a person named Bonnie Lynn. We'll go to her page, about me, da 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 da. And how do I find it now? Okay, I want to see bunnies. Can you see this? Oh, oh, here they come. Here's the bunnies. Okay, so here's some pictures of bunnies. Here happens to be a little video. We better, oh, it's eating the flower. <laughs> bad bunny, bad bunny. Okay, so these are things to look at, and these are the kind of things that we ought to be putting up and sharing, don't you think? Okay, we, we've eaten enough flowers. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Okay. Um, it is fun to see things like this, and it's especially fun when we put up things. You know, one of the real fun things for us was seeing all the videos that came in when people started using the robots. Yes. And so we're going to put up a robot page, and that will be a place where you can upload your photographs and even your videos of doing the bunny. Now, some of you are going to say, I tried to upload my video and it said the file was too big. Yeah. True. <laughs> it was too big. And you say, how can it be too big when I haven't even done it yet? Uh -huh. Well, the answer is right now we're only letting little files in, and that is one of the things we're going to fix as we get more storage. But we don't want it to get full until we get it built out more. Now, remember, to be able to not lose the videos and the pictures you put up, you can never trust one computer because it might break. A drive may go bad. Anything could happen to a computer, and then all your data is lost. Some of you know about that from your own laptop, mm -hmm. right? So what we do in Acellus is we have four data centers, and in every data center, we keep all the data, except on this new beta test version of Neighbors, we have one. So that means you put your stuff up today, tomorrow you might have to put it up again, <laughs> put it up again. So this is the test mode. And you say, well, why did you let us in before you were ready? Why did you? 
Why did I? <laughs> what was I thinking? Because you will make it better. I need your good ideas. And besides, this is a wonderful way for you to be able to reach out and tell Peje Monet whatever it is you've got on your mind. <laughs> that, that's why we did it? <laughs> we? Is that why you did it? <laughs> anyway, so it is going to be fun, that. though. And I think a lot of people have really waited for this. And I, I want to say something to the students. Uh, you can find other students, and you can message. You can communicate. You can post on forums on different subjects, and everybody can read it, but you can also message. But just remember this. In this neighborhood, everything you message can be seen by your parents, so behave. All right? Uh -huh. That's the whole idea, is to have it be a wonderful place. There are a lot of, of unhealthy things on the Internet, and we really want to protect every one of our SELA students from, from all of those kinds of things. If, if you see something on here that shouldn't be, let us know. And part of the use uh, permission of this site is that if, it's, if it shouldn't be here, it won't be. Another thing is, you know, there, there are places where you can go and you can get angry and you can yell and you can be harsh, you can be judgmental and so forth. Not here. This isn't for that. The rest of the Internet's for that. <laughs> but this is the place where if you think you know how to make something better, you can give criticism, but it's that special kind called constructive criticism. It's where you... You don't say, I don't like it, but instead you say, don't eat the flowers. Instead you say, you should not eat the flowers. We want to be constructive. We don't want to be judgmental. Uh, I wish that one of the things that would come out of this is people would learn to be more tolerant of each other. Uh, I think one of the most wonderful things about people in this big world of ours is that we're so different. And it's our differences that make it interesting to read what each other have to say. And just think, what if we were not different? <laughs> and so I would write you something, but because you're exactly like me, you'd already know what I was going to say. <laughs> and I would know how you're going to answer. I wouldn't even read your message. I'd just know. It'd be boring. That's what I would have said. <laughs> so that's not a friend. That's just a copy. It's a drone. And that's... Some of these really neat. We need to be tolerant of each other. If there are two people that agree on everything, something's broken. People are meant to have different points of view. We're meant to disagree. But we're also, at least in this neighborhood, we're expected to disagree with respect. Okay? Oh, I don't see it that way, but I sure respect your right to think that if you want. I mean, I have a little thing on my shelf in my office, and it says, <clears throat> I could agree with what you're saying, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> yeah, so just think about it. <laughs> oh, you got it. She got, got it. I got it. Okay. I wasn't talking necessarily to you. <laughs> but uh, the whole idea... Of, of the neighborhood is to have a wonderful, stimulating place to meet wonderful friends. And I think as this opens up, 
we're going to be a little surprised how big it's going to get. Based on the response I got last week, the people who wanted to try out the beta, it's overwhelming. Uh, after I opened it up last week and said, just let us know if you'd like to get on early, I had to literally go back, take down the server, and put up one that is about 100 times bigger because it wouldn't have kept up even for a minute. And so, and it'll get bigger yet. But I, I think this should be a place where we can, we can share a lot of wonderful things. Uh, I hope that when you spend some time here, that you will feel enlivened, that your experience with this site will make you happy. I hope it will also make you wise. Learning, the acquiring of knowledge is acquiring of power to do things. And we want this to go right hand-in-hand hand with our Solus Learning and our Solus Courses. We are creating some courses for parents. The children go, hey, hey, yay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get them. <laughs> but yes, um, a lot of courses about how to help your students with their studies. <laughs> but uh, it, is, it is important, and we will be putting those in. There's going to be a lot of things about the teachers of the courses. A lot of the teachers are going to be on the site and be able to interact that way. Uh, it's been really a wonderful adventure the last few months working with all of the students, and, and especially Solace Academy, because we have a lot of students. A lot of them are new and came on very quickly. And we have wonderful teachers, really, really wonderful teachers. And so we created this capability so the students can chat, text with their teacher, but they can also talk to them. And we thought that'd be so great because they'll be able to communicate and inspire and help each other, et cetera. Well, we turned that on and all of a sudden, we had some students that spent all the time on the video saying, teacher, do my problem, do my homework, do my... Oh. <laughs> that wasn't the idea. And uh, so then we had the other idea that we would only open sessions when the teacher initiated them. And so the teachers started reaching out to talk to the students. Said, would this be a good time for a, a little live session? And the students say, no, shut oh. down. <laughs> How's that work? It was funny. <laughs> but you know, it's a lot to get used to. So we're kind of tiptoeing up to this carefully. But the thing that we've noticed is that some of the messaging, some of the things we're doing is helping students. Acellus Academy students are performing better than we've ever seen in the history of Acellus. And when you don't, the teachers spend a lot of time looking at your work and figuring out what it is that's giving you trouble. And the cellist has all these things. It's monitoring every keystroke you make, every answer. And when you put one in, especially if you start getting kind of stuck, which some people do, and it's, it's hard when you're, you're at home and there's no teacher there and you're stuck and you don't know what to do, it's very frustrating. And I don't like stuck. No. And we, we have, I would say, found about 10,000 places or ways that students get stuck and fixed them. Wow. And there's still more. And we have implemented new tools in Acellus 
to monitor any place that any student gets stuck and the teachers are analyzing those and figuring out what went wrong and how do we fix it. And that's how we got things like vectored instruction and help videos and a lot of other things. So it's getting better and better. Um, this weekend, we're going to be putting out a special notice about a whole new unstuck program. And literally, we have a whole big new section of Acellus, which is geared to help students not get stuck in the places where they still are. And it's, uh, I think, going to make a real difference. And that'll just be the next step. And then we'll do things after that. Uh, some students are taking their learning very, very serious. And if they do a lesson and they don't get a score that sets their or meets their goal for achievement, then there's ways in the cellos you can go back and do it. Uh, the writing tutor is one of the most ambitious projects we've taken on. And when the writing tutor came out, it frustrated a lot of people because you had to kind of learn how to run it. There was a lot of thought that went into it, more than you can ever imagine. And writing tutor can give you a 100% grade if you write at the grade level that you should be on. But it can also give you 110%. As we've watched students using writing tutor, we've noticed some students are very stubborn about getting 110% on every assignment. Those are the super achievers. That takes effort. But, but that extra effort to get those bonus points in writing tutor is what really makes you an amazing writer, an amazing speller, an amazing vocabulary and grammar. So there are a lot of really, really neat things happening in Acellus. I'm thrilled that so many of our Acellus Academy students are getting big scholarships at some of the biggest, most impressive universities in the nation. And that's the way it ought to be, isn't it? But um, this site is going to help connect the students and the teachers and the parents together, at least this is my goal, better than we've ever been connected before. I want it to be fun and fresh, but most of all, I want it to be effective. I want it to change the educational experience. So you're on before April. And my idea is that between now and April, if we get our heads together, we can figure out how to make this better and better and better and better. So by the time everybody gets on, we'll, we'll have something amazing. And I kind of have to smile when I say that because based on the comments that came in, everybody's going to be on by, They're doing it. by tonight. Is anybody on yet? Yeah. Okay. They're doing it. Has the server melted down yet? Not that I've it's heard. It's really been fun. You know, when we started talking about the robots and what we were going to do, the David's poor store, store server went, went down and crashed because so many people were on it all at once. We've never seen that before. But it's going to be hard to crash it now, isn't it? Because we've really beefed it up. Well, it's really exciting to see the way that Acellus is growing and the effect that it's having. Should we, should we see if we can find something else on here Let's just see. to see how it works? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, one of the observations that I've already made is it's a little tricky to create your profile. But yes, you can create a profile on here, your very own profile. And when you sign in, you kind of automatically get a profile, but the pictures of you are all invisible. If you want to put up pictures, you're going to have to upload them. 
if you want to put up pictures of other things. We have one page for people that like pets. Okay. And you can go post about pets, and isn't that fun? We've got a page already for poetry. If you have suggestions for page, let them be known. So the way the site works is there's a thing called groups. And there's some groups that are, are for this subject, some for that subject. Uh, we do have groups that uh, are being installed right now which relate to your Cellus classes. Elementary, middle, high school, preschool, AP. So there's actually five uh, learning groups. And then in those, we have forums on every class. And this is a place where if you're frustrated about something that happened in geometry or geometry is too good, let's say U.S. history or something, <laughs> you can go in and post it and just say, you know, this is confusing to me. In a positive and, light. And, and, and yeah, and, and you don't yell. You don't get angry. In fact, what I'd really like you to do is say, this was really confusing to me. I finally figured it out, but you know, if someone were to change it so that it did this and this, it would be so much better. Mm -hmm. That's constructive criticism. And I love constructive criticism because I can use constructive criticism to make us all better. And that is my goal. It seems like it will make people's relationships better with each other when they're not online because when you get in the habit of speaking like that, then... Yeah, and, and sites like this, interactions are very important. Um, some of you are probably wondering, why do you call it neighbors? <laughs> neighbors, why do you, so that sounded negative. <laughs> I wonder why he called it neighbors. <laughs> With a smile. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> so anyway, I just like to tell you, um, there, there are other sites on the internet where you can go and meet friends and so forth. And I was kind of heartsick when I learned that they did experiments. And they're still doing experiments where they do things to see if they can make you grumpy or they make you happy. I thought that's really interesting. If you have a lot of friends and so you send out, dear friends, and you tell them about something wonderful that happened, it only goes out to a few of your friends. And so your friends don't respond, and you wonder, why didn't they even respond? Maybe they're not my friends. So you get your feelings hurt. And then there's the one where they just turn off your friend, like they unfriended you all of a sudden. But it wasn't them. It was just someone running an experiment to see if that would piss anybody off. And then there was the one that only posts negative things for them to see. And sure enough, pretty soon they start posting negative things. <laughs> I'm not being critical, am I? <laughs> oh. Can I give a positive thought? Okay, time out. We're going to have a positive thought. Mm -hmm. This is something that just came in from a Mr. Hartlieb. Okay. You ready for this? I don't know, just a second. I'm ready. As long as it comes out a happy face. <laughs> Dear Mr. Billings, Mr. Roger Billings, I'm your number one fan. I have your poster. I did chores around the house for six hours to get the poster. That poster is scary. <laughs> really? Please give me a shout out. There you go. Shout out. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> so the point <laughs> is that friends are people that make people happy. 
And I think that we should have friends. And it's kind of interesting in today's new uh, culture, if someone does anything, if they even look at you wrong or they don't respond, you unfriend them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we did. Ah, unfriend you. Well, not you. <laughs> okay, you. <laughs> but, you know, um, just imagine what would happen if you got up one day and you looked out the window and you saw your neighbor's house over there and you said, ah, I'm tired of them. I'm going to unfriend them. And then the next day you got up and you looked out the window and their house is still there. <laughs> Just because you unfriend them doesn't make neighbors go away. Neighbors are friends because they're neighbors. And, and that's the kind of friendships that are most precious. Uh, one enemy is too many. But you can never have enough friends. And if people realized how valuable friends can be, we would really take care of them. A good friend really comes in handy, especially on stormy days of your life. And so you can't have too many friends. I think it's neat. When I was young, I had a pen pal in England. And we were writing back and forth. And our email wasn't invented yet. So we were doing... Uh, you've probably heard about Snell Mail, you know, you write on paper and some guy, anyway. But I wrote to him about, um, we were playing football. I used to play football out in front of my house with my neighbors. And then he wrote back and he said he was playing football too. Only his football was rugby. <laughs> and I didn't know what rugby was. And it was really interesting to learn about all the differences in his world and in mine. And, and I think we're going to get to do more of that here. But just remember, a friend is precious. A friend is so precious that you cannot afford to ever lose one. And if you have a grumpy moment, hold your breath and count to ten and be different when you're finished and don't lose a friend not over anything, and I I just hope you'll really take that very seriously. We need to learn to treat each other like our friendship really meant something. And as we do that, we'll be a lot better off. One thing that I hope is going to come out of these friend interactions is we're going to become better communicators. In English courses, our language arts courses, we teach how to spell, uh, how to generously use commas. I wrote a paper once in school. This is maybe not to be told. Okay, but anyway, I wrote a paper once in school. I really like my English teacher, and I kind of like tease her a little bit. And she said, don't be stingy with commas. Sometimes they can really make the meaning better. So I wrote my next paper, comma after every word. Oh, what is, what is, hmm. She said I <laughs> abused the comma. <laughs> maybe but, you know. Uh, you know We can teach students how to punctuate, how to spell, all of those kind of things, how to have good vocabulary, sentences that aren't run on, et cetera, et cetera. But to really communicate, you need something else. You have to have a thought. You have to be able to understand the other person's thought. You have to process it, come up with the appropriate response, and shoot it out. And I like sometimes typing responses because Every once in a while, I mean, before I was perfect, (laughs) okay, since I'm not perfect, 
Sometimes people say things, and it kind of rubs me wrong, hurts my feelings. And then before I click send, I can read it. Okay, there went that friendship. And so maybe if I'll change this word, I'll change. And by the time I'm done, I send out a response that respects how precious that friendship is to me. Man, if I could get anybody to understand the value of friends, that person would have a, a much, much more important and wonderful life. That, uh, understanding the value of a friend. A, a friendship is a treasure, and we should gather all we can. And remember, if you're a friend, it's not because you're trying to get something. The happiness that comes from a friendship is in the giving. Now, when I was young, they used to say, you know, the happiness is when you give presents, not when you get them, I say. <laughs> How do you figure? <laughs> it's a lot better to get them. <laughs> but, you know, it really is true. So, okay, I think it's your turn. <laughs> so, um, speaking of friends, we have two Students. You have two friends? I, I That's do. Nice. She has two I'm friends working, now. More. Come, come Please, be someone friend. be her friends. <laughs> I need, I need okay. lots of friends. Um, these lady students would like to know if they can submit a duet robot dance into the science fair together. Hmm. Yeah. This is a good question. Mm -hmm. How big is a robot? I think it's the AC. Of the course normal. they can. There you That's the whole idea of science. New ideas, right? Mm -hmm. New and improved and better. And in fact, another question came up this week is uh, what if we want to use music that's not there? And the answer to that is what a good idea. Send us your music. Say, I'd like to have this music, but then we're going every neat music that we're given that there's not a copyright problem on, we're going to add it so that you can use it for a dance too. And we need more music. I think we have about 15 music choices. We need more. And I love, if, if you happen to send music that is original, that means you composed it, you made it up, uh, please be sure and tell us. Oh, that'd be nice. Because it's really neat. Um, and that brings up kind of a tense part of the agenda tonight. Tense? Uh, yeah. Before I get into the tense part, I'd just like to do the introduction part. And the introduction part is, how many of you knew that Peje Monet composed a song? Oh, goodness. <laughs> we're doing now this. Now we're going to move into the tense part. Now remember, we're in neighbors, so we're going to be kind and respectful, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal. Her song is really beautiful, and it flows along, and it inspires, and it stops. Like a record? Right in the middle. <laughs> and collapses onto the floor. If anyone wow. thinks she should finish her song, please. please let her know. But I just, I just wanted to say, I think you should put your song on your, your page so we can hear it. It's beautiful. Silence. Silence. silence is all of us waiting to see what you're going to say. Okay, you're right. I didn't right. see that You're coming. right. Let's be democratic. How many want her to put it up? Oh, goodness. Okay. How many out there do? Just let us know that. 
You should share. So, so what do you call your, your song? I call it the Steinway song, the unfinished Steinway song. The unfinished Steinway song. Like all those famous unfinished symphonies, mine is going to be unfinished. And I will put Not it Not if we get our way. <laughs> I'll call it anyway, you should hear it. It's pretty good. It's I heard it the other day, and I really like it. And I think we should have it on your site. And things that you create would like to enjoy, too. I am really big this year into enabling people to become composers and musicians and singers and dancers and all of those different things. Uh, we have been receiving a lot of requests for PE courses. That stands for physical education. Yes. And our curriculum specialist has been mm -hmm. studying it, and it looks like we're going to have a PE course for which grades in elementary? K through 5. All of them. Yeah, and they're going to be then, neat, and they're going to encourage a lot of things, and then even some for middle and high school. Yep. And some of those higher-level courses are going to get into things like dance, mm -hmm. SPE, yep. and yoga, yoga mm -hmm. and high-intensity interval neat. training. So these are things that are being requested, and thank you for the good ideas. We are now looking for teachers. Oh. If you know a great PE teacher, and, and you know, we, we need professionally trained teachers mm -hmm. because of uh, the, the standards and, and the expertise that they have. But we're looking for really, really wonderful teachers to teach some of these areas. And you know, we have some teachers here tonight. I hmm. wonder if any of them can teach any of these subjects. It'd be fun to see. Uh, always, we're looking for new course ideas. Right now we have a big list of courses, but we're, we're clicking away on them. We have 300, how many courses do we have? 325? And most of those uh, are courses that have come about because someone requested it. So that's how it makes it happen. Question from <clears throat> Gabriel, actually. He wants to know, I think on behalf of his parents, um, when the parent courses are coming out. When They're the parents' courses are coming out, mm -hmm. okay. Some of the parent course is already out on the Acellus Academy site for parents, and they're in the form of tutorials, and recommend that you use those. Those are being imported in here, I think maybe even this week. So you'll have some of those on here. So they're, they're training, but they're training more where you just sit through the lessons, whereas for the students, they have to do problems and all that heavy lifting. <laughs> but uh, we actually are going to put them in the in the Acellus interface, so they will be things and be certified. We're also uh, going to open the door through this uh, neighbor site for people that want to get involved, uh, parents that want to get involved. One of the things we're, we're going to try to do, we, we have to have a lot of help keeping up on the courses. When we put out a new course, we have to have the closed captions and all this stuff. So we're going to start posting positions that are open. And a lot of these positions are some that we're able to compensate for, and you can do them from home. So we want you to look at those. Maybe some of you parents will have opportunities to be able to help us out. Even some of you older students might be able to do some things to, to help and, and uh, earn your way. Um, we also are going to be posting the, all the positions we have open here at the uh, Acellus headquarters. We are 
growing pretty fast and we need a lot of help in all kinds of things. Uh, like even as simple as custodial and, and things of that sort. So we're going to post those and if anybody feels like that you should come and spend a year or a lifetime in a Sullis town, you know, this is a great, great place to, to live and raise a family and be. So nice. anyway, uh, but the neat thing is the minute you sign on here, we're neighbors. And I think we're going to be able to turn this into something. It will be no better, it will be no more than we make it. And I hope everybody will take it very serious and make it something really wonderful. Parents really can help parents. And students really can help students. And I just I feel like this is going to take us to the next level. So enjoy. Please shoot us in your comments. We're going to get drowned by them based on last week's reaction, which is wonderful. We will grain through them and find the nuggets and we'll add them. Okay. And now for the last word. Pégé. The word tonight uh -huh. is Pégé. No. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody named Mac was listening to you. Now she's changing the subject. Uh -huh. I'm sticking with Pégé. <laughs> Please, comma. Finish comma, your comma, song comma, page You comma, got comma, this. <laughs> you have Those been are my word. You got commented. This one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. sounds like we'll have a song soon, but at okay. least okay. share with us the part you have. Okay. Some of the great songs are unfinished symphonies, but yours is worth sharing. Okay. And I think it will inspire a lot of us to find our musical talent or whatever our talents are. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy.